What's up, my people? Welcome to Fellowship Bible Church's Sermon Spotlight, where we are coming at you each and every week with a fresh weekend to debrief in an effort to send biblical truth. And what better way to do that than by the power of conversation? I'm Caleb Pearson. What is the matter with both of you? Because he's <laughs> laughing at me. You're making faces. We're going, your way we're going to go off the rails. My name is Mark Francis. We're going to yes. go off the rails. <laughs> and the first sentence. There's just three dudes in the room. With this is no pastoral oversight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. And just because you're preaching in a couple weeks, Caleb, doesn't mean that you have that clout. That's true. That remains to be seen, I guess. As he and twists the knobs. As he, he twists the knobs. Yeah. So for you guys watching at home, that's Ben Sanford over there. Hi. Yes. And I do not have a beard. I feel like, Caleb, you were trying to go for the Ben Sanford beard But here's the thing, look. though. I, I enjoy it, but Dennis, I mean, come on. There's no beating yeah. Dennis. And then, yeah, Ben's You've ben, got so. the Abe Lincoln thing going on. Thank you. It's yeah. really, yeah, not the best not shape. Not on purpose, though, right? <laughs> First podcast of the year, everyone. It's so exciting to be here. Uh, shout out to Pastor Don Denhartog, mm. who is probably already back in Kansas. I don't know. Yeah, don't know back either. where Life takes him all over. Tickets from cops, I think, is what yeah, his uh, stories were all there about. There you go. Yeah. That's right. But we're here to unpack, uh, so let's jump into a Sunday in review. Mark Francis, I'm going to come your way first, okay. and then we're going to go to bed. I actually do have a lot, and so I'm going to stagger my thoughts, but it starts mm. with just the the opening weekend to a new year is always special. You know, mm-hmm. you, you have mm-hmm. this New Year's resolution thought, and you have people that are like, I'm going to come back to church, and... And then you have worship experience and singing and a sermon that I loved hearing. And I'll unpack a little bit later, but as a worship planning team member, we do get a chance to hear from the pastors in advance of what they're going to talk about. And when Don came to us, I was blown away of where he was trying Mm -hmm. to go. And I felt that he did an even better job of unpacking what he wanted to do in such a short time. He essentially did a dissertation of why did Jesus get baptized? Mm-hmm. And so that that's kind of my beginning thought of, man, have I ever thought about that, first of all? And if I have, I probably had the wrong viewpoint. And so mm. I'm excited to unpack a little bit more of, of what we learned of what Don shared of why Jesus got baptized. When does that take place, that meeting with your team and the pastor? You're a part of those meetings. Yeah. Yeah, a couple weeks in advance. Okay. You know, and cool. so the teaching pastor Mark Carey is always a part of our team. Okay, what, yeah. and a lot of times, even when he is not preaching, he'll sometimes be there. But for Don, it was a couple weeks ago, and we were able to zoom in with him from awesome. Kansas, um, where he had definitely given some forethought to this because I think Mark came to him back in November, and uh, yeah, it, it was just impactful to hear him. Um, really get into the the details from mm-hmm. a theological and spiritual standpoint mm-hmm. of why Jesus got baptized and debunk the myth of that he's modeling for us. Mm-hmm. And, and so that was, you know, and I've always thought about, you know, he's modeling for us or, he, you know, he's doing an obedience for, you know, what God asked him to do. You think about it, he, he's Jesus. He's the son of God. He doesn't need to repent from his sins. Mm-hmm. He doesn't. He doesn't need to do what all the others were coming to John the Baptist to do, mm-hmm. and and here he is humbling himself in that capacity. But we can unpack even more of what it looks like for Jesus to get dunked in the water and come back up, of um, you know being buried with and being you know part of that judgment and taking on the sins of the world and putting mm-hmm. that on his shoulders in that moment, and then coming back up and saying, okay, my ministry is now starting. It, it just was eye-opening, which I appreciated. It's also cool for me to see that we're in 2022, but Don was here 
Because there was such there was such a like goodbye, you know. Right. But he's not you know gone but not forgotten kind of thing. But he's around, so I don't know. It was just cool to hear that, and I love that if we're diving into theology, let's call up Don, get him back out here to, to read. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, no, he's the man. Ben, I'll come your way. What were your thoughts on on everything we talked about this weekend? Yeah, so I was gone. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. You were traveling, yeah. so you you were able to watch it online. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I mean, those are the times I'm definitely super thankful that we mm-hmm. have that set up. For people who can't be there, yeah. um, you know, I I would I would agree with everything that um, Mark already said, and I would add on that part of the um, so part of that worship planning team process is once we hear from that teaching pastor, then song choices, scripture choices mm. are are built around that uh, that sermon. Mm-hmm. And uh, along with you know what other what other things do we have a child dedication what what mm. themes are we trying to bring across um, and we try to kind of tie everything together in a in a packaged story per week that then you know is part of the larger story of whatever sermon series we're going through mm. and I think this week we introduced um, a song called Christ the True and Better. Mm which really I felt like was perfect in terms of lyrical content for wrapping up, you know, summarizing what Don was talking about. Mm-hmm. Christ the true and better Moses, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He said in his sermon, he compared Christ to Moses and, and um, the, the symbolism that Christ was the fulfillment of there. Right. Same thing in that song. And I, I love, you know, you can only hope to some extent and pray when you're when you're planning that stuff out that man okay we planned this a couple weeks in advance but you never really know if that's gonna if that's gonna Mm -hmm. land well Mm -hmm. and i felt like it did and that was just that was just cool i agree that's one of my many things that i was hoping to unpack and we can set up and put that link of of the song out there on social media for you guys so if you weren't able to participate in the service and hear that song look at the lyrics Mm-hmm. Because it is the 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 title of the song, Christ the True and Better. Well, he's better than what? Mm-hmm. Better than who? And and Don was able to unpack his sermon in a way that broke down the Old Testament, starting back to the significance of water with creation, mm-hmm. then going to Noah, and then Moses. And he really hung on Moses as mm-hmm. and gave some really cool similarities of Moses and Christ. But then obviously Christ is going to trump any human person of what was being accomplished on earth by those people. And and the song emphasizes four different verses where Christ is the true and better Adam, mm-hmm. then Christ is the true and better Isaac. And when you look at these lyrics mm-hmm. of the similarities and how the songwriters weave in what Christ did and what these people did is amazing. Then Christ is the true and better Moses. And then the fourth one, Christ is the true and better David. Mm-hmm. And so you look at these Old Testament um, pillars of characters, if you call them characters, they're real people of the Old mm-hmm. Testament and, and how they were significant in painting a picture of who the true Messiah is to come and how they um, handled their faith and walk with God and how they, yes, they struggled as well, but but Christ didn't and Christ trumped what they did. And, you know, looking at Moses, it was really cool. There's the one analogy that, you know, it's like Moses, you know, he ascended the mountain to to receive the law. And Don was like, but then Christ ascended a, a mount, a sermon on the mount to really unpack 
and reveal how to live out the law, I think is what he said. It's something that, mm -hmm. like that he probably did a better job than what I'm explaining. But it's really cool. Well, and the coolest part about that is that is not just you know our our worship ministry or Don reaching that conclusion. That's proven in Scripture over and over. And, and what, the ESV does a good job of, of clarifying headings a lot of times, especially in the book of Hebrews. But it literally says in the ESV, Jesus is greater than Moses, mm. which is just so cool to me. And, and as, as our student leaders and youth are reading through Hebrews, there is that parallel and comparison this whole time. And you look at Jesus's life, specifically his three years in ministry, the disciples are learning he's a lot more than a rabbi. And, and we're learning he's not just fitting into this narrative and we're, we're not just weighing him against them anymore. He's claiming to be God. Yeah. And that means a lot. And if you name drop Moses in that day and age, it meant something. And then to name drop God, it must have just been ridiculous. But to really, yeah, the personhood and, and sainthood of Christ is just really cool. To... And it jumps right on to the sermon series of going off of this book. Mm -hmm. G the Jesus storybook, every story whispers his name. We should be saying every story shouts his name. Mm -hmm. But you know, you look at Old Testament, and here we are for these next several weeks going to be looking more into the New Testament portion of this storybook Bible of where Jesus actually now is here <laughs> in, in the story. You know, We're unpacking this idea that he got baptized. Next week is going to be the temptation. And so you're going to see how these stories just all point to Christ, all point to the Messiah, all point mm -hmm. to the Redeemer of the world, the Son of God, and and ultimately, I think Don's sermon title was how it points to a future glory. Mm -hmm. You know, and so there is this idea that you know even those Old Testament characters, those figures, are pointing to a future Messiah. To then here we are today in this day and age, pointing to a future hope of a kingdom to come and eternal life with the Lord. Studying this stuff is so fun, right? All right. And, so like, so yeah. but but here's where I'm at. All right. Like I love Star Wars, okay? I love Star Wars. Studying I, stuff. I play. By the way, I play. Star Wars. I play video games. Okay. There's a lot of things I enjoy. The Christology and the Star Wars analogy <laughs> that we're going to now. There's a lot. Okay. But oh, I know. I'm telling you, sermon prep is so fun. It is so fun, and it's so funny to me that over and over we get pastoral guests, and you hear the like, oh, it was so much, and I didn't get to all these things, and I'm kind of like, yeah, 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 you didn't get to it all. Of course you didn't, because oh my goodness, to fit. Everything you study and all these cool little divine thoughts that pop up out of scripture, but you do have to jam pack it into 35, 40 minutes. And so it's cool to hear, especially from you two. You're my best friends, by the way. You guys oh, are Roger Locke. Oh, Don't wow. tell anybody else. But wow. you guys are in worship ministry, right? So you're you're transferring what comes out of a 35-minute right, homily or whatever you want to call it into this experience of worship and God. And so there is this theme and there is this there's less fracturing of a service. You know, there's the teaching part, then there's the singing part, then there's the get up and leave part. But it it's is, all one cool thing. It, so, yeah, it is all. You look like, you, the, here's the thing. You look like you either agree with me or are ready to hurt me. Where's so the Star let's Wars? Hear. That's my question. Where's the Star Wars analogy come in? He just no, wanted no. to talk about it. I was just saying, compared to Star Wars, oh, sermon prep is better. Oh. That was my whole point. Okay, well, if, when you I'm break out a now. Darth Vader figurine for your sermon, <laughs> that's where you're kicked off. Uh, yeah, yeah, I won't. I won't. Are you sure? Um, you're going to bring Luke Skywalker probably. You'll, you'll have to wait and see. <laughs> You'll have to wait and see. Um, but, well, yeah. let, let me piggyback with what Ben said of the whole story and and scriptures that are part of it. Mm -hmm. There is um, a scripture that we read together as a congregation, Psalm 46. And you look at the beginning part of that. I'm just going to read it because one of the members on our team, Rose Locke, found this and really brought out this um, mm -hmm. the similarities and the metaphor of water and how water plays a role in this baptism 
context of Jesus being dunked in the water. It says, God is a refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth should change, and though the mountains slip into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains quake in swelling pride. And then it says, Selah. So there's this pause. That's a verse for a song. Mm -hmm. And waters roaring and foaming. The mountain slipping to the heart of the sea. That is destruction. That is desolation. That is judgment. And, and where Don was painting this picture, and if you were there in, in the church and you saw this, the pictures on the screens that were just artistic works of the depths of water mm-hmm. and, and the death that comes with water. But then it continues in verse 4. There is a river whose streams made glad the city of God, the holy dwelling places of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She will not be moved. God with the help when the morning dawns, the nations made an uproar, the kingdoms tottered. He raised his voice, the earth melted. And so there's this difference of waters roaring versus a river. And, mm-hmm. and we just read that as a congregation, and, I, and maybe it goes over top of people's heads. But here in Psalm 46, there is this metaphor for water. And one of the questions that I raised to Don in our Zoom meeting with him was, where is that difference? Because we, we weren't really looking at this passage yet mm-hmm. as a worship team. Mm-hmm. But I, I was instantly thinking, okay, we recently had a focus at our church um, where, do you remember what it was called? Anybody remember? Were you listening Which, to him? We did, yeah, uh, I was listening. The, to what him. was the focus you know, that we Overflow. had? Overflow. Overflow, bro. Overflow. Yeah. Hey, ding, ding, pop quiz answered. Were you questioning Overflow. me to give yourself time? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Overflow. So Overflow had to do with water, right? Mm-hmm. So we just as a church yeah. came, all, came off of this focus where mm. water had significant meaning and spiritual depth to it. Mm-hmm. And so I asked Don, I didn't bring up the focus, but I said, Don, how do you reconcile this sermon that you're about to give of water being death. And he said, well, that's different when you look at scripture hmm. and the difference of ocean water and the vastness of, you know, just ships being wrecked and the earth being covered and people dying and being drowned for pharaohs, you know, the two and unders and, mm-hmm. and all these things that have to do with the vastness of the ocean. When you look at streams and rivers, there's a difference. And so even here, yes, it's source of life. So, and also symbolism, the Holy Spirit and pouring out the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. So there's, even in this Psalm passage, there's that difference that you see from oceans to river. And I found that neat that instantly Don was able just to respond to that, that question that I was able so to throw cool, at him. Man. Yeah. And cause I was scratching my head. I'm like, Don, you're just really debunking this whole thought that we had that water is life and water is cool. You're saying it's death and destruction, but no, <laughs> but, but no. Splash you, know. you in the face with water. Right, right, right. right. Yeah. So that I, I wanted to highlight that Psalm 46, that guys, when we're, when we're singing songs and when we're reading scripture, I, I hope and pray that you see significance and meaning mm-hmm. out of that. And as you're diving into the sermon with the pastor giving the message, Look and, and think through, what have we just done together as a congregation? Looking at scriptures, hearing the prayers, um, singing the songs, and, and find God in those words, mm-hmm. and find God in that content. I remember when we first launched this podcast, we asked ourselves, when would we record? And one of the things we wanted to be cognizant of was having enough time after the weekend to really think about it. And like you mm-hmm. had a community group that takes place. Yep. Because we, we really ought to be... 
evaluating, for lack of a better word, the sermon or the the material we meditate on over the weekend based on how it's actually making a difference in our life and our willingness to submit to it and dwell on it and, and dive into it further so that it is about a relationship and is about our week. And we are sitting there on a Sunday because of our Monday through Saturday and because of our opportunity to respond to God. And like you mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, Mark, there is that New Year's resolution. There yeah. are pe- there are more people attending churches and trying out gyms right now <laughs> than ever before. And dieting, right? Right. So yeah. so so how sure. are we going to you know really graduate into this? Like, okay, it's not about a quick fix, but I I think I need this stuff. And then you get to the heart of the matter, which Don did, and and everyone does from from the pulpit, at least around here. He loves us, and and it's all going to come down to what what do you think about God? What does it look like to encounter Him in your life? And and Really, what does the name of Jesus mean to you? Yeah. So it's cool to talk about his baptism specifically. Somebody mentioned in our community group last night, one of the things that they learned was just to be able to ask those kinds of questions. You know, so Don mm. opened by saying, well, have you ever pondered the reason of why did Jesus get baptized? And so we, we wrestled with that as a community group like we're doing right now in this conversation. But then what other things have we not wrestled with mm. as, you know, individually, personally, you know, are we asking those questions? Well, well, why did God do it this way? <laughs> why, you know, why did Jesus say this? Or why did He write this in Scripture? Are, are we really asking those kinds of questions and challenging ourselves to grow in that context? Because this is just one little passage, one little story of Jesus being baptized, and yeah, half of our community group was like, "Yeah, I've never really asked that question myself. I haven't really considered why did Jesus be baptized." <laughs> and, and and you know Don's hitting that head on, so it's, it's we're grateful to him to have that depth and knowledge and wisdom to unpack that for us. But us mm-hmm. personally, how can we grow? How can we ask those kinds of questions of ourselves? Of saying, well, why did God do it this way? Mm-hmm. And and not thinking about, well, I'm going to do it this way, or I think I think I'm going to interpret the scripture that says it this way just because I want it. I want it to say that. Well, why is God doing it His way? Mm-hmm. and challenge ourselves with that. It's a line of, of application out of Don's sermon notes. He just put in there just a simple sentence, we are on a very well-led journey to a very bright new world. And so he he does pivot in that time he was able to be with us from everything we can theologically learn about Jesus and what happened in that interaction with John to, so how does this impact where we go from here? And I think that's something we, we have to chase after as a congregation we have to be aware of so that there is this, okay, like when I walk out of here, like there, there's an element of like game on a little bit, and and I want what I have just heard to last a little bit longer. It should be, yeah, right, exactly, exactly. So it's just cool to cool to see. But hmm. anything else stand out? I mean, I know he kind of hopped over and message uh, referred to a lot of different Old Testament passages, and obviously dove, dove into the baptism. But I thought it was, yeah, I thought it was great. Good to hear from him. He got a, a ovation from one of the services too. Did they it? all clapped for him, caught him off guard a little no bit. No way. Yeah. At the end of it? Yeah. I, I missed that. It wasn't the nine o'clock. I went back to watch the live stream, Yeah, but it was the, the second service. Yeah. So yeah, anyway, you know, good to see him. Yeah. I mean, people love and appreciate our pastors here. Yeah. And so we're going to get a chance to hear more from John Morrison coming up mm-hmm. in a few weeks to come. Mm-hmm. You know, John Avery's going to fill in. I mean, Caleb Pearson is going to give a sermon. You know, I've, heard, I've heard of him. Yeah, it's okay. gonna be fun. I mean, I'll be missing that week. Oh, <laughs> everyone, everyone's gonna take off. Yeah, yeah, everyone will be gone. But, uh, no, the Star be, Wars analogies will come out. In full so effect. last week, uh, the lovely Rose Lock was on, 
and I offended her twice. Here's the first did you time. Really? I thought yeah. you guys did amazing. Well, it was fun, but okay. I told her this is our first time on together, which yeah. is blatantly false. Oh, right. So she was like, you must <laughs> well, not remember the first time. <laughs> and then I ended the podcast without uh, going to her for like where we're headed from here. Oh, and, she wanted that. She wanted it bad. Right when I turned it off, she was like, come on. Why didn't you come to me? So anyway, Rose, I'm so sorry. Mark, what can we uh, point people towards? <laughs> You're not going to look at Ben. Uh, and, ben uh, can answer well, those both questions of, Both too. of you, here's the thing. Here's the ultimate point. <laughs> both of you are better equipped than I. So what's what's coming? What's ahead at Fellowship? Oh, wow. Well, I mean, just in the few weeks to come, um, there's going to be child dedication coming up. Mm-hmm. So that's just something fun and special that occurs in our body, in our body life. Um, you know, there is going to be... We're hoping, by the way, we did just come off of a staff meeting that we all were a part of in uh, a couple hours ago. And I, I, as an event person, that's why I think Caleb mm-hmm. comes to me because I have event knowledge in my head. Mm-hmm. We're going to have a baptism service in February. Mm-hmm. Um, and our hope and goal is that we might even have some global church partners with us in town for a couple of weeks. Um, who they will be is still uh, undec- undecided based off of COVID and visas and stuff and like that. And they're trying to get here regardless of the baptism, right? Yeah, like but that just, baptism yeah. service, we're going to attempt to merge with hmm. a global church family night. So if you think of and you remember what a global church week uh, family night looks like and just kind of the, the fun and hub you know, buzz that happens with mm-hmm. some desserts and food and meeting the visitors, we're going to attempt to do that after the baptism service. So be on the lookout for that. And just pray for our global church partners and who our team is uh, attempting to invite um, and pray that God will bring who he wants here during that week. And if not, then it might be later in the spring. Um, but that's that's just some upcoming things ahead. And I'll also say that the communication team has put out a calendar that is on the website. It's also in print that you can get in the lobby that'll show you what are all it's the so standard weekly things that occur on one page and on the other page it'll show you all the upcoming special events that are happening. So mm-hmm. I know for all you people who are advanced planners, this probably is not early enough for you, but it's out there now. It's true. So grab it. Yeah. That'll answer all the questions. Useful. Yeah. Good. Anything to add, Benny boy? Uh, you can the, jump back into the, the Bible. I'll, I'll the allow it. Thing, uh-huh. You, you said um, that uh, Don pivoted towards, what can we what can we look for in the future, mm-hmm. right? What does this mean for us in the future? Mm-hmm. And coming off of Mark's uh, Psalm forty six um, uh, direction, verse ten says, "Cease striving and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our stronghold." And I think that's man, that's it. Mm-hmm. Like at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get to rest because he's he's going to be exalted among mm. the nations and in the earth, and we just get to be a part of it, man. So mm. it's really good. Yeah. yeah, the resolution of the Psalms is not so much about us being immediately delivered from all that, but just mm-hmm. knowing who God is and resting and in that, resting so. in the middle of all that mm. stuff. Yeah, there's good. our benediction for the podcast. Benediction. Right now. I see what you did there. Yeah. Very good. You yeah. should you should do radio. Yeah. Uh, guys, thank you for being here. I love you both dearly. Uh, viewers and listeners, I love you as well. Uh, happy New Year to everyone. Uh, you can find us all over the place, specifically fbcva.org or YouTube Sermon Spotlight. We pop right up in video form, uh, podcast services everywhere, audio form. 
The fact of the matter, everybody, is that sermons are not meant to just take an hour, but rather transform a lifetime. Until next week, much love and God bless.